This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hello and welcome to Front Office Features. I am Rob Crane and I am here as always with the one and only Chris Valente. Chris, uh, hello. Good evening, Rob. How are things? Things are great. How are things with you? I'm going to call bullshit on that because <laughs> I know what your day was like today. Well, I know what you had to do today. You had jury duty today and you got picked? I did. I'm. I have now been called three times, and I've been on two juries. I mean, everyone always tells me it's oh, you just show up and hang out and do some work, and you. I've now. I was picked today, sat on trial, um, and sent the went sent sent a man to jail. So yeah, that was my day. You sent a man to jail today. I did. I did. Guilty uh, of. Guilty of violating a restraining order of abuse of domestic abuse. It was not a great story. It wasn't very fun. No, but that the, sounds awful. There was a, um, so everyone's always says like, hey, you should get out of it by saying you have a bias, right? And like, pretend like you can't sit on a, tr- a jury and have an open mind. But that was my plan <laughs> during, uh, during the process of when they're going through jury selection, uh, one of the, one of the gentlemen in the room literally got in a fight with the judge over this. And then started accusing the one of the, the court officers of being a liar, saying he was on his phone when he wasn't on his phone. What? And it was like a big the, blow up, and he almost got this held This is a guy contempt. who was on your jury? He was he was in the jury selection pool, right? And he yeah. was up at the bench as they call you up one by one to have an interview to make sure you're okay with doing it. And it turned into like this big blowout where he's like, yeah, I could be on a jury, but I'd rather not. And I don't believe in the system. And I was like, oh, my God. <clears throat> um so eventually, like they're like, "Well, you're still going to be on this jury," and then he's sitting there, and I, this, he's sitting down next to me actually in the jury um, area, and they eventually dismiss him because you could just tell that the prosecution didn't want to have anything to do with this guy because he clearly was not going to have a fair and open mind. But he almost got like busted for contempt because he was fighting with the judge and calling <laughs> oh the court officer a liar. So I was like, "Yeah, I am not going to go there and have it and rock the boat. I'm just going to sit here and be like, yep, no problems, all good. Here we go." <laughs> and then uh, the, the the trial kicked off after we got selected and luckily they had told us it was going to be till Monday. Um and it sped up. And you had to be there all day? Oh yeah, all day. So we were there. I got there at 8 a.m. this morning and then uh and it finalized around 4.45, which we pushed the limit because we were deliberating. I had to get this one person over the hump of essentially, I mean, I can talk about it now. The trial's over. Now the time yeah. until it's over. There's like four pieces of evidence that they had to prove without a reasonable doubt that this guy was guilty. And one of them being, would, was he actually at the house? Because no one actually saw him there. But he admitted to the cops which is a lesson, deny, 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 right? He admitted yeah. to the cops, yes, I was there. 
so the woman's like, well, no one really saw him. I'm like, yeah, but he actually said the words to the police officer. I was at the house. So game over. You're done. You violated the, the, the restraining order. So everything else was moot at that point, And everybody else in the room was saying the same thing. And she's like, well, you know, he might not have been there, though. It's like, yeah, he, he said he was there. Been. He said he was there. So like, sorry, guilty. And guilty. Move on with your day. Move on with your day. So, yeah, that was my day. Jury duty. Did my civic duty. Oh, good for you. Good for the country, I think. Too bad. State, country, city, something. I'm, uh, well, at least it's over. And do they give you, say, all right, you're not going to be called for another year, five years, ten years? I think it's three or four. I don't know. I've been called three times. Um, And like I said, I've been on two. One was a breaking and entering, and now one was a violation of a restraining order, which was clearly about domestic abuse, which is terribly sad. But Yeah, um, not good. Wasn't a great, and she had to testify in front of him. It was very awkward. Oh, it, awful. it was very awkward. But uh, I think it's three or five years now. Once you serve, that you don't get called again. But I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure for some whatever reason, it's all random, right? I keep getting uh, in that pool, but I guess I'm a good juror. You must be. They must. They must uh, take you from like that guy, that Valente guy. Fair and honest. Let me grab him. Yep. Juror. Sure. At least you didn't get on like a you know six month murder trial or something. I was actually talking about like imagine being like on the OJ trial, (laughs) right? Being like sequestered for (laughs) months. Like how do you like that's just unreal. Your your life is totally screwed up. Yeah. So I uh, jury duty. Everyone always never a great day because you're sitting in a room just waiting, 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 waiting. No Wi-Fi, no TV. Not really supposed to be doing too much talking, and then boom. You're in a courtroom, and all of a sudden you're on a jury, and there's a trial that starts right after that. So, holy cow, whirlwind. Well, um, well, at least you're done and through, and uh, you don't have to worry about it for a few more years. Uh, I hope so. Well, we've had an interesting week together. Um, we were uh, skyped in. Was it Tuesday night uh, to South Carolina? That was fun. Yeah, we uh, did a joint call with the students in the sports management class or club. It's like a fraternity. Um, fraternity, yep, uh, at USC to talk about our experiences and give some of our worldly advice and, of course, promote front office features. Right, and uh, it was pretty good, except my audio never worked. Uh, the technology, I think, It that, did once you moved upstairs. Yeah, I, uh, that's okay. <clears throat> Your Wi-Fi was brutal. To start. I, I was, like, literally watching your mouth talk. It was, like, one of those dubbed films where like, <laughs> it was like subtitles and your mouth was moving and then like two words would come out i felt bad my wife was like folding clothes behind i know me. i saw her i was like i don't want to point that out on the call i was like oh there's amy doing some laundry back there's there amy doing la- there's amy doing laundry um but we're uh you know uh you know it's a life of uh you know this is a passion project for us right we uh we're we're not doing this for the proverbial money, but uh, we are doing this because it's fun. So sometimes the wife doing laundry in the back uh, that'll happen. happens, and then that uh, happens. So we, I think we, we I think we did pretty good, and then we we challenged some folks to look, reach out, set up phone calls. We'll be willing and more than happy to do it. And I, I think I've had three or four reach out so far with a, a LinkedIn connection, but only one, uh, Nick Lizdenis. Reached out, I think, to yourself and me uh, yeah, about I'm actually a call, a call who I'm speaking with tomorrow. So, kudos to Nick uh, for taking our advice and more acting swiftly because the longer you wait, things happen. Life gets in the way. Um, so, Nick, uh, I'm glad. I think there's like thirty something people in that room. 
Nick definitely is uh, showing that he's got that initiative to do what it takes to be successful and listen to what we tell him to do. Yeah, good job, Nick. Uh, that was uh, that was a great, great thing. I know he reached out to me, too. I owe him an email back. Uh, I think we tried to get it today, but uh, I was at my alma mater, Springfield College, um, today. But uh, uh, we'll, we'll get in touch with Nick here uh, very, very shortly. Nick's a, Nick's a solid guy, South Carolina, solid guy. You were at uh, Springfield today, too? Yeah, nothing real fun, just uh, going up there to chat with the old baseball coach and athletic director, but um, and see my sister who goes there. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, always good to go to the alma mater and see what's going on. Of course. And then um, you were also a guest last night, which is why we're recording tonight, yeah, we're, right? We're, da- we're a day late because you can blame me. Um, I was at LaSalle College, University, I'm sorry, LaSalle University, uh, on a sport management panel. And uh, that was put on by uh, one of our interns. His name was Ray. His name is Ray Bruno. And uh, Ray is what friend me today. Hey, Ray. Ray, Ray, big Ray. Uh, Ray's a great kid. And Ray started working for the Paw Sox in his senior year in high school. And Ray's one of those guys who will literally do anything you tell him with a smile on his face, works his ass off, extremely polite, uh, love me some Ray Bruno, uh, and he's as a sophomore the vice president of the sports management group. Mm-hmm. And when I say he is, you know, networking like crazy, uh, he is networking like crazy. The other thing that I heard that was really good was actually from um, our ticket operations, uh, not ticket operations, our um, VP of ticket sales in Pawtucket, uh, a guy named Matt Harper, great guy. And uh, we were talking about networking, and we were talking about this, and uh, he listens. And um, I was saying, you know, we were talking about networking. He goes, yeah, I heard something. I was like, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. He goes, it's not what you know, right? It's not who you know. It's who knows you. And I was like, that's a great way to put it, right? Because I can know a whole bunch of people, but they might not have a hell of a clue who the hell I am. But when he put it like that, I was like, that's really smart. And uh, so it's not what you know. It's not who you know. It's who knows you, and I think yeah. uh, I'm going to steal that line from Harp uh, for a long time from now. Well, also, I mean, the, and the likelihood that someone actually knows you or took the time to remember you is because you made an impression on them and you know what the hell you're talking about, right? So I remember uh, <clears throat> Ray and Nick. So we've always the people are always like, yeah, it's who like to that point. What Harp kind of said is like, it's not, it's not about who you know. You can know a lot of people, but it's not you. Act, it actually does matter too of what you know. Because if you don't know what the hell you're talking about, right? It doesn't matter who the hell you know. It doesn't mean you're going to get anywhere unless your dad owns the team. So it still it still means that you still have to be extremely knowledgeable in what you're trying to accomplish and speak eloquently and passionately when you have that opportunity to impress those folks. And when you actually are an intern or an associate or an entry level person, that you're putting on a good show at all times because that way, Rob, myself, Harper will remember you. And that means we know you because we we remember you for a reason. It's because you were worth remembering. And that's always a big thing. And what we tried to instill in that conversation the other day is when you have those elevator pitches of why you want to work in this business, don't tell me it's because you like sports and you love sports and you just want to be around sports. Because I will forget that you and you will not be memorable and I'll move on to the next person. Yeah, I uh, I agree. I love doing those things, by the way. The uh, LaSalle, uh, what we did at LaSalle and uh, what we did at South Carolina. Uh, would love to do more, though. So if you are listening and you are uh, 
sport management group gets together, sport management class, uh, the Skype thing was easy, right? We just kind of right in there. Yeah, no, and I, the, I give them credit. It was, what was it, 9, nine o'clock at night where this group of kids are getting together and making sure that they are bettering their career. And that's why I'm saying when two executives in the industry tell you to reach out and set up a phone call, do it. Don't wait. Do it that night. Do it the next day. Do it immediately. Strike when the iron's hot so we remember who we just talked to at USC. But, yeah, no, I mean, that's the beauty of working with college kids, right? So the, there's no one forces you to go to those things. No one forces you to do the, go the extra mile. You're doing it because you want to be there and you have a genuine interest in what you and I have to say. And I'd much rather have my time be spent working with people who actually give a damn versus someone who's forced into a classroom and it has to be there. Yeah, I totally agree. Is the you want to go with the people who care the most, uh, and uh, you know we talk a lot about effort and attitude, right? And uh, I, I think those are the people you tell the people who like really care. It's like, come on, come on, I'll, I'll come with me. I'll, I'll show you. You care. I'm, I'm. Uh, we're going together. We're going so, together. Love this. Speaking of that, I know we've touched on this individual um and he, his name i'll never forget him just because his name is michael scott <laughs> for my love of the office and i'm sure um, i still have no idea what the hell that means but michael scott esquire <laughs> so michael michael i think we to refresh anyone who hasn't doesn't remember michael has been trying to get back into the sports industry on the legal side which is obviously very different than most of the stuff and and that we typically are accustomed to speaking about but the principles are the same right to to, to, to reach out to the right individuals, make a mark. So Michael sent me um, a Michael Scott from the office, one of those like bobbleheads that you could put on your desk as a yeah. You sent it. You, you, know. you sent it to me. It's uh, it's like yeah, it's like a it's like a bobblehead. It's like a yeah. weird looking bobblehead. And a, and a handwritten note thanking me for all my help and my advice and how it's gone a long way and how it helped him through his navigated CAA interviews and how he's now talking. Um, with Wasserman, MSG, and NASCAR, all because he's getting in front of the right folks and then also asking, hey, who else do you know? And he sent me another note the other day that I thought was extremely ingenuitive in terms of he read an article that's the head of the MLBPA legal team loves Swedish fish. So Michael huh. sent him a package of Swedish fish hoping to get a response. Like, that's what we talked about is, like, do something that's different. That's great. I right? love that. Like, do different. Just be that's, different. That's awesome. That's awesome. Swedish fish, uh, by the way, I think are one of the most overrated candies oh, of oh, all time. Oh. I, th- I don't think that they're gross, but, like, whatever the next level above gross is, it was where Swedish fish land. So my my current sales associate Ben is going to take you to task because that kid <laughs> probably eats twenty five packs of Swedish fish a day. Because beyond that, he's an absolute weirdo who doesn't or never really had chocolate. What doesn't like doesn't like chocolate? He's never had a Reese's Pieces peanut butter cup. He doesn't eat chocolate. That can't be true. But he eats. He crushes Swedish fish. And Swedish the kid fish runs are like gross. A hundred miles a day. So he's, he's his his metabolism is always firing. So I think he needs the sugar, but. He will take you to. I'm sure when he hears this tomorrow morning and he sees you tomorrow at the MGM groundbreaking, he is. Ben, going call to me, but uh, yeah, I'll see you tomorrow. We will battle about this. He is going to take you to task. That and I also think because we uh, Tootsie Rolls, Tootsie Rolls. Suck. I'm with you there. They're they're gross. Who likes Tootsie them? Rolls? Are gross. disgusting. They look like little cat poops. Yeah, they're not and good. They they're suck. Not good. They're God, not I good. hate Tootsie Rolls. I don't know who eats those. They're not good at all. I I'm with you there. 
Yeah, Tootsie Roll. Uh, my daughter, three. So, uh, can I have that? No, those are disgusting. We don't eat those in this We don't house. eat those. We don't eat those. And so who gives them out for Halloween? That That's just like... They're terrorism. the worst person on the block. It's terrorism. Yeah, no, it's terrorism. It's terrorism. <laughs> Child terrorism. You shouldn't be giving people that. No one wants that. <laughs> I'm not sure it's terrorism, but it might be somewhere in between. No, no I, I think it's domestic terrorism. And it's also, <laughs> that along with almond joys. No one wants coconut. No, 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 they're gross. Coconut is disgusting. <laughs> it's uh, just get it out of here. Get it out of here. No, thank you. Give me a Snickers, a Three Musketeers, a Milky Way, fine. But right. almond joys oh. and Tootsie Rolls. Get them out. Get them out. Get them out. So, um, Jeff. Jeff, let's talk. Oh yeah, Jeff. my buddy Gogarty. Um, I want to say that uh, Gogarty's great. One of the things that I liked about Gogarty's interview, and I knew kind of we were going to get into it, was you and I talk a lot about sales and marketing, and kind of that's our background. But Gogarty is like, he loved finance and he loved sports, and he combined those into kind of this ticket operations position. And I got those detail oriented, like very task oriented people. Ticket ops is like a perfect spot for those types of folks. Uh, the back-end work to get, like, the ballparks built or the arenas built, uh, you know, that when you go buy tickets, is, like, this big job. And you've got to be very uh, not only detail-oriented but financially-oriented. You've got to make sure drawers balance. You've got to make sure that, you know, you're, you're the go-to person for uh, revenue discussions. You are a part of the finance team. And I thought Jeff having a unique perspective um, was great. And he was also, he, I didn't know the story going into it, uh, caught Kevin Brown, who was like a great all-star Yankee pitcher, one of your guys. Uh, no, 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 don't say that anymore. No, don't say that anymore. I'll get fired. Don't get, don't get, don't don't get fired. Uh, but he caught Kevin Brown as a bat boy. Right? Broke his hand in a playoff game. Didn't Kevin Brown punch a wall after? Yeah, he's one of those lunatics too. Yeah, lunatics. Yeah, so uh, I don't know how he did that, uh, and but fits right in with Jeff. Jeff's a WWE nut, right? Jeff's a great. Uh, he loves WWE, you know, over the top. Uh, but he was a good guy, and I haven't talked to him in a long time, so it was good. And then he found that picture that I posted. Uh, I had terrible shoes back in the day. Do you see dad, those things? Dad shoes. You were wearing dad, dad shoes. shoes back then. Dad shoes. Jeez, oh man, I was twenty five years old, and I was wearing shoes that the uh, you know the. Air Monarch ones or something like that. They were gross. <laughs> but um, anyway, Gogarty's so, a great guy. Speaking of Gogarty, I, I got a text from Lyle, who's been a regular mention on this podcast, one of my former employees who lives in Dallas, with a picture of him and Gogarty that he ran into. Saying, <laughs> it's great. When you meet a front office feature guest in person, and he sends me this text. I'm like, look at that. We are amazing. The tentacles of this podcast are everywhere. It's I love I love to see that. Uh, uh, that's awesome. That's awesome. And uh, you know I want to say our country's international growth of front office features. We're in like Japan now. Yep, st- staggering. We're in South Africa. South Africa. People in South Africa listening. Uh, Germany. Swi- Switzerland. Germany. Austria. Yeah. Ca- Canada. Mexico. Still in a couple in Jamaica. The, in Dominican. Jamaica. Dominican. Yeah. I mean yeah. that. That to me is the most impressive part of this, and just how crazy, like how small the world. I want to know how those people found us. Be very interested to know how someone in Berlin found this podcast. Um, but yeah, hey, catch up on it. Fine, but I'll take it. The, um, you know, one of the things as we talked about South Carolina, there was some other thing that uh, I was asked about 
and someone says, hey, because I think I've complained on this podcast where I, I, I don't know video and we're trying to do more videos, right? We started a YouTube page, but there's two on there because I don't know what the hell I'm doing with that. And I said, I need some video help. Yep. And a guy reached out and says, I'll help you with video. It's like two and a half weeks ago. I sent him some uh, uh, podcasts. I was like, hey, you know, we'd love to put the, some pictures to this. Whatever you need to do, let me know. Sent him the stuff. He opened the stuff. Two and a half weeks later, I haven't heard. Yeah, like, that's not eh, good. Eh, that's not good. Probably don't reach out if you don't plan on following through. So, anyway. Well, he's fired. I am begging. Oh, yeah, the free guy was fired. Um, yeah, he's fired. I'm begging, begging, begging for someone to come in and say, I can help you with some video. Just to put, we put the, I put that Sam Zapatka video together. And that got the most engagement on social than anything we've ever done. And I didn't know how to do it. I'm like, the, uh, speaking of video, what's this TikTok? Do you know what the hell TikTok is? Not enough. I'm a moron. People are it like, it's a new kind. Vine, but it's video. It's short videos. People dancing, but like everyone's like, if you're not on TikTok, you're not where all the cool kids are. So like, yeah, I think you also have to be like funny and hip and that stuff. And I know us, and we should just stick to what we're good at. <laughs> Um, I could dance on TikTok. It's fine. We'll put some music. We'll we'll, we'll dance. I'll be a no, monkey. I'll dance. But, but I, I'm like, I don't even know what it is. Like, is it just another YouTube? But for like the cool kids, like, what's going on? I I I, I they say that it's like that's funny videos. We sound so fucking old. Uh, I know, but like, I, and I'm I, I just can't. There's too many freaking social channels. I can't be on every no, single no, one. I, I, so I'm gonna go with I don't know, and I'm gonna pass to the next subject because yeah. all right, <laughs> uh, I struggle. Uh, you know, we have real jobs and families and stuff, and I struggle. Well, if we can uh, find someone who wants to loves TikTok, like you said about video, who wants right. to run a TikTok for front office features, knock yourself out. Right, I would kill somebody. You know, kill for someone who can help us with like you know, Instagram. Um, but anyway, I digress. Um, last week we talked, and you were in California, California, Facebook, as we talk about uh, social media, meeting with Facebook. The, How'd it go? Yeah, talk about the social media, huh? Yeah, um, right. <clears throat> it went. They still have the sh- most subscribers, right? Say it again. So they have, still have the most people. Oh yeah, yeah. Between Instagram, Facebook, WhatsApp, they are massive. Yeah, um, huge. And the the products that they're coming out with, with the Oculuses and the the Portal, to get a be- behind the scenes peek at all that was is really cool. And working with the like the leads of those projects and. The, I mean, this is definitely one of those like <clears throat> pinch me moments in, in being in this industry to get in the opportunity to be with an organization like Facebook. I mean, we talked about how hard it was to navigate that thing and it's still being navigated as I've just con- got connected with another individual who luckily re- who used to be at MasterCard and responded that she's a huge Sox fan and wants to work together. So like the, the thing about Facebook is you can talk about a lot of big, big, big grandiose ideas, right? Because Money probably won't be ever the the main issue of why something doesn't get done with those guys because they have an, an endless amount. It's just a matter of honing in on an idea that's executable and and worth their time. And the the beauty of Fenway Sports is we're bringing them the Liverpool opportunities, Red Sox opportunities, uninterrupted opportunities, MGM opportunities. So it's not just a one off. Hey, I'm going to do this random partnership in one little stadium. It's it's a multitude of opportunities that are international national global in nature so um they have a huge interest in us based on where they're going with a lot of their products so it went really well uh the conversations will keep going we're getting back together 
likely at CES um, in January in Vegas, uh, where a lot of them will be there. And then we continue to have our conversations on a biweekly basis till we find a way to f- put together the framework of a partnership. And the, the difference between, as I know we've already talked about, ticket sales and corporate partnerships, these things takes time. And it's just a matter of keep grinding until you find that real key person that's going to make it happen. But it was, it was great. I mean, being on that campus, the best way to describe it, you ever seen the movie The Internship? Uh, no, I've. Uh, I ever t- my thing with movies. I haven't seen yeah, a movie. You don't watch. I haven't it seen a now. movie in seven years. Gee, that that is not possible. <laughs> no, it's one hundred percent true. You I've can't. lived. I've lived here. That is not in, possible. I have lived no, in Rhode you're... Island. I've lived in Rhode Island for it'll be five years in March, and <laughs> I know I haven't watched a movie since I've been here. And wait a minute. Oh, wait, no, no. No, stop. <laughs> Hard stop. We're, stop. Hold on. You didn't. You didn't know this. You. You like a movie. Like, there's never been a movie on television where you're like Goodfellas or Godfather. That was you. Just like I got to stop and watch this. You have not watched a single movie in seven years, at least. Yeah. And you. I, I, I might take the over on seven years. How 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 does one individual avoid movies? I just don't like movies. You're on a plane. What are you What are you doing? Uh, what am I doing on a plane? Um, usually I fall asleep. Uh, oh, you want to? I music. can't. I don't sleep on planes. Uh, no, sometimes. No what'd you say? I don't sleep. I don't sleep on planes. I got I, no shot. Yep. Uh, and I don't know. Uh, usually I try to get some. Uh, have my laptop, whether it's doing work or something like that. I don't know. I just I don't. I, I my brain doesn't like that. I don't like drama, right? So I don't like. What about comedies? I don't know. It's just uh, I probably the last movie I I don't know when the last movie I saw. Maybe what is the last I, movie you saw? It was probably there was two Boston movies that I saw. The depart uh, was it the Departed and the Town. They came out maybe. like probably fifteen years. I don't even know. That's a little, but yeah, that that yeah, those are both Boston movies. But that that is that is, I don't know what's more egregious: the fact that you have all these pictures with the Office characters and you've never seen them. Right, freaking show, yeah. and you went. You've gone seven years without seeing a movie. <laughs> I, I think seven might be underestimating the oh number my, of years. Does Amy watch movies? Seen. Does your kid watch movies? Is... The next movie we probably will watch would be like Ariel or something. But we haven't watched a movie with my daughter yet. She's three. It's that doesn't seem outrageous to me. Um, uh, and Amy, so you haven't you haven't gotten so she, I think yet. she goes on like girls' nights, and they may watch a movie there. Um, but no, I don't. Uh, I don't watch a movie. By I, the way, I, you need to dis- you need to subscribe to Disney Plus with a three year old daughter. I, my, I now have Disney Plus in our household, and that is essentially the best babysitter in the world. Yeah, I think that's. I think that's coming. I think that's coming down the line pretty quickly for us. They had like ten million downloads on the first day. Insane, um, crazy. They were, expe- they were expecting that in the whole entire year, and they got ten million in the first day. <laughs> well, awesome, good for them. Um, yeah, so movies are my thing. Yeah, clearly. Okay, well, uh, I'm, I'm not... I, before I... Yeah. I'm okay. like the least uh, cultured person of all time, maybe. You but might But I kind of keep my eyes open on stuff. I don't know. Like, well, I... I, mean, I you, you, listen, own it. At this point, you own it. You can't watch a movie. Yeah, you can't yeah, Like, I almost... I almost did. So, my wife was gone for something, and my uh, daughter's asleep, uh, and she was out, I don't know, and... I was like, you know what? I'm going to watch Wolf of Wall Street. Which is like three and a half hours. 
You're gonna go really? from that, yeah, you're going to go from not watching a movie to watching Wolf of Wall <laughs> well, Street. Well, that was my idea. I had no idea how long it was. I thought it was going to be two hours, right? So I was like, all right, I'm going to watch Wolf of Wall Street. Um, we have Netflix. Uh, I don't use it. Um, Clearly. You've, the, the only thing that's on there is The Office and movies. <laughs> right. Um, and I couldn't find it. It wasn't on there. No, no, that movie's not. There's not. There's not really great movies on Netflix. Netflix isn't. Netflix is more about like their own stuff now and the documentaries, and then they're good for having. They have their two other big ones. I think their two biggest streaming is Friends and The Office. So I do like documentaries. That doesn't count as a movie, does it? No, it does. They're in the Oscars. All right, then maybe I then I have seen a movie if you count. Yeah, documentaries a movie. A documentary. But they weren't like two hours long. They were like 90 minutes long. What so the hell haven't... are we talking about? Keep people come here to talk about how they're going to better their This career. is more fascinating than literally anything else we're talking about. about how I've never seen movies movie. for seven years. That, that to me is... I never, you know what? I'm just going to stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's 100% true. I would take the over, like on a legit, you know, uh, I don't know, Anchorman type movie. But not even like sports movie. Like, what's your favorite sports movie? It's my favorite sports movie. I don't know. Um, Field the Dreams. I, I, I oh, don't know. Oh, jeez. Wow. Right, right. That was a long okay. time ago. I don't know. We'll, we'll, move off, we'll move off of movies. We're not going to talk any movies anymore with Rob. Movie movie time with Rob. Yeah, don't Rob. ask me about movies because I, I have no earthly idea what you're talking about. Okay. Um, like, like, what's out in the theater right now? No idea. Don't care. I don't, I don't know what's out in the theater. I'm mean, Joker, I think. Maybe that's the big one. I don't know. Yeah, it made a billion dollars, and I have no ambition to see it. But I know enough that it made a billion dollars. Made a lot of money. Yep. Um, yeah. Holidays. Speaking of movies and holidays. <laughs> uh, <laughs> seamless transition, Chris. <laughs> I mean, big movies come out on holidays, Rob. I don't know if you know. The big yeah, big right. day for movies is Thanksgiving and Christmas. So Thanksgiving's next week. Uh, it is. What are, you, what are you doing? Let's, get, let's do this. I cook. You're cooking. You're having people at your house. I have people over, and I cook the turkey. I cook everything, except my mom brings like a pumpkin pie. Very nice. Well, I am going home to Jersey to see my family down there. I think for the first time in twelve years. Good for you. Um, and that <clears throat> is probably a good segue and transition into the nature of our business, right? So. I have spent many a Thanksgiving the night before on a Wednesday night when people are out having that big night out at the bar and yeah. the hockey rink. Yeah, right. And, and it was always a big night. And then that Friday, the day after Thanksgiving, is always a huge day for ticket sales and people looking to get out of the house with their kids. So I was very uh, unable to go home for Thanksgiving um, because I would either have had to gone down Thanksgiving morning and come back Thanksgiving night and then... That just was not going to be a good Thanksgiving. So my family had come to see me a bunch, um, but I had not been home to New Jersey in about 12 years. And so I'm packing up Monday night, driving down, staying for Thanksgiving, seeing the fam and doing Thanksgiving in New Jersey. But it's just, it's one of those things where, I th- and this question came up in, with our South Carolina class the other day is, how does working in sports affect your social life and your family life? Holidays are a big thing. I mean, one of the biggest days in the year for the NBA is on Christmas, right? Oh, yeah, it's huge. And if you work in the NFL, th- there's three games now on the NFL. Used to yeah, be Thanksgiving, just- but also it's all around the weekends, too. Like the, I don't know, the weekend, if, I don't know, Christmas is on a Thursday. I mean, like they have games Saturday, Sunday. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I mean, you can't be, you can't travel. It's very hard to take time off and travel during a season if you're in season. So 
it's it just was the nature of the beast um i'd say the same thing in baseball you know we worked uh, i've been in this a while it's like you know you, you miss like the long weekends of like memorial day fourth of july those are the big days for attendance labor day you know those types of those types of days they just don't exist yeah, you're missing all the big cookouts because you're those are the those are the games where people are looking to go to the ballpark and celebrate baseball and have a day out with their families and kids but you're the one working so you're there at 7 a.m. and you're going to be there till 11 o'clock midnight. So, yeah, I mean, it's definitely a, a harder part of the business um, holidays. Yeah. And I think, and, too, you just got to, like, own it, right? Is I've also had a lot of fun on those holidays, too. Is, oh, you know, my God. When, yeah. Especially when you're young, you can go in and um, one of the right, – so here's this. Marty uh, was one of the first guests on the front office features. Uh, I would go to Marty's house. He invited me, thankfully – excuse me, uh, to his house for Thanksgiving. And he has, uh, his family would come up from Louisiana. And his father, do you ever, uh, so movie reference, here we go, I just told you I've never seen a movie, but um, movie reference, you ever seen uh, The Waterboy? Of course. Right, so it's one of those things. Uh, you know that guy who from Louisiana, you can't understand him? Yeah, Marty's dad talks exactly like that guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's not, you should have a Thanksgiving dinner with someone that talks like uh, Talks exactly like that guy. So so uh, I knew that going into Thanksgiving. And uh, Marty might kill me when I tell the story, but I don't care. Um, uh, so Amy and I, they're like, hey, you know, we're going to eat dinner at 4 or 5 or whatever time. And uh, so we come over, you know, an hour before or something like that. And uh, we come in. And Marty's dad, who talks exactly like the guy from the water, hey, man, we walk. Wait, where are they from? Where are they from? They're from Louisiana. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So uh, Marty's from Louisiana. Uh, yeah. Uh, whatever town uh, Louisiana Tech is in, I forget what it is. Anyway, um, and uh, we, uh, I walk. Oh, I open the door to his house, and the guy who talks like the water boy is wearing a undershirt one of like the tank top tight undershirts uh-huh. and he is the hairiest man of all time so like he has like back hair and chest hair and shoulder hair just <laughs> billowing out of this uh you know this tank top undershirt he's wearing, he's wearing a sweater underneath his tank top i man, happy, happy thanksgiving to all y'all i was just so glad you're coming over here man thanks so much <laughs> I can just picture I can picture you in the setting was, with this individual <laughs> talking like that. You don't even know how to react. I was like, uh, good to see you. You're going to put a shirt on or what? <laughs> He's like, I'm already wearing a sweater, Rob. What are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> my Thanksgiving sweater on. Oh, my God. <laughs> in 95-degree Louisiana weather and humidity. Yeah, he's like, uh, a shirt. We don't wear a shirt down here. No, it was in Omaha when we did that. But uh, Same thing. Uh, oh, my God. Nebraska? No, it was uh, fantastic. But yeah, fantastic. no, I, I spent many holidays with my staff. Like we did a we did Easter together because of that April and March, just where we had people over to my house and we cooked and hung out. And we did, used to do like um, potlucks in the office where people would bring it in. And we cooked turkey in the the Aramark oven, and it, you make like you said, it, it's fun. It's, you're with your other family, which is the people you work with that you're so close with. But uh, if you don't have a support staff at home such as a good uh, understanding husband or wife or girlfriend or boyfriend or, or, or parents, it, it definitely makes for a tricky time, right? Because explaining like, hey, uh, I can't, I have to skip Thanksgiving or Christmas or 
July 4th, because I'm at work, uh, is not typically that most people have to say because the rest of the country is off. Yeah, right. I, uh, Sadak talked about that, too, in his interview, uh, you know, making sure that, uh, you know, he's lost some girlfriends and stuff over, over the job. But That's you know, what he blamed it, it on, huh? That's what he played. <laughs> Good point. Convenient uh, excuse. Oh, convenient yeah, the job. Excuse. Oh, oh yeah, my broadcasts are never around. And, uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, so it's just part of the gig, and um, you kind of have to be used to it, and hopefully that your family's used to it as well. The um, Speaking of stories and crazy stories, I was thinking the other day of looking back on the good old days, and I was thinking about what a, a good story would be to talk about here and have i ever told you the ottawa story my ottawa story i have not heard the ottawa story please do share oh so um i had just been transferred up to lowell massachusetts by new jersey uh to to be i think it was i forget my title was at the time to oversee ticket sales i think in lowell um and i was the only new jersey devils employee who went up after we had purchased the team and uh, i was i think i was 23 24 and had gone from the NHL now to the AHL. And I get a call, um, <clears throat> and this is my first week up there. I had just come up. I had just moved back to Brighton and was living with my college buddies down in Boston, getting ready to go out, have a good weekend. And I get a call from Lou Lamorello, uh, the president, CEO, general manager of the team uh, in New Jersey, and says, Chris, what are you doing? <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm at work, Lou. What are you doing tonight? And I was like, uh, I, I don't know. I was like, probably going out with my friends, but like with Lou, the most intimidating human being on the planet, I wasn't going to really share exactly what I was doing. Yeah. So he goes, all right, stay tuned. Man of stay very tuned. few words. That's it. Okay. That's it. That's all I get. Man of very few words. Hangs, hang up. Go about my business. Get, I got a call about two hours later. Chris, give your passport. Um, I, I think so. Um, okay, thanks. Bye. What? No, nothing. Like, that's it. Nothing. I'm like, all right. Time goes by. The weather's terrible uh, outside. It's pouring rain. It's kind of cold. It's this weird time of year. I think it was November. And uh, I get a call probably another another hour later. Chris, Lou, uh, I need you to go to Ottawa tonight. I was like, Ottawa? What? Like <laughs> Canada? Like, <laughs> like, yeah, Ottawa. I'm like, am I flying there? He's like, I need you to drive Barry Tallickson to Ottawa. I'm like, wait, what? So he had, Barry was being called up. There was a snowstorm in the, like, over Vermont, and there was no plane able to get him from Boston to Ottawa. So I had to drive, and we left at like 6 p.m. to Ottawa. Oh my God, from Boston. From Boston. I had to go rent a car because my car, I think I had a Honda Civic at the time. It wasn't going to Barry's be. like 6'6". Six, six. That wasn't going to work. <laughs> so I, we rent a car. I'm driving through the hills of Vermont, mountains of Vermont. By the way, you're, the snowstorm that you're talking about, you had to I'm, drive through? I'm driving through now. Cars are in ditches off the side <laughs> of the road. I'm, free, I'm like, if I, I can't crash one of our players, this is insane. I'm getting phone calls from Lou. Where are you? Do you need my assistance? I'm like, do I need your assistance? I'm like, what? I'm like yes. What are you, you going to do? I do need your assistance to fly this man to Ottawa and not have him be driving. So you, you, I don't know if anyone's ever done this drive. You get to Canada. There is nothing. 
from the border to Montreal. I mean, nothing. And this is now probably, we're talking after midnight, and it's pitch black. So I'm driving, driving, driving. Finally hit, get to Montreal. You still have another three hours to go after oh Montreal to Ottawa. Oh, my God. So from yeah. Montreal to Ottawa is three more hours? Yes. And then when I say there's nothing again, it's pitch black. I, I'm falling asleep. I'm legitimately falling asleep. Barry's passed out because he's got to rest because he's a game the next day going up to the NHL. We get up there. We finally get there. And I remember pulling in around like 4.30-ish. The Doc Emmerich. And Matt Laughlin are pulling in as well. They had just landed from like an overnight private jet that they get them up there that they had to take because they couldn't get out either. So we're pulling in the hotel at the exact same time. The night was, I don't know, I, I drove all night to get this guy up there. He plays three minutes. Oh, my God. The Devils lose seven to one. <laughs> and I had to drive back from Ottawa right. back to Boston by myself. The next day, um, at least did you sleep forever? I no, I got, I had, I checked out of the hotel at like ten a.m. So I got there, passed out, checked out, got in the car, drove right back. That oh like, my god! But that was like one of the things when like Lou Lamorello calls you. What am I going to say? Do no, it. you got to do it. And, gotta do it. And I was How the only one. They, I was twenty four, probably twenty four. Good for you. Um, and always I say yes, buddy. Yeah, I was the only one they trusted because I was the only one they actually knew because I was the only one that had only gone up there from New Jersey. And uh, I because I was trusted, I got tasked with a, an awful task. But I said yes, did what I was told. Can't say no to Lou, the godfather of hockey. You literally don't say no to that man. It's the, He's the scariest human being on the planet. I, I've never met a player who hasn't terrified of him as well. He is, if there's something about him, he's just like this presence and he's not a big guy at all he's just got this presence where you're just like whatever you say man i'll do it just just don't 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 hurt me um and the same thing with the negotiating when he does with the players like i'm gonna pay you this this is what you're gonna make see you later and they go okay thank you and they okay thank you i mean scott stevens and mario bordor fired their agents because he told them to essentially and said i'll negotiate with you and keep and make it fair they did that and they always negotiated their contract directly with lou no kidding yeah that's pretty cool. But yeah, that was my story. My I drove to Ottawa. But just goes to show, don't you got to say yes. I got to say yes. vice president. If not, then you're not the guy who you're uh, trusted anymore. That's true. I ended up being a vice president in the organization at 26 years old because I was willing to do what I needed to do. Um, and not always something that you want to do, but that's sports. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, except the drive back. Was the drive back better because it was during the day? Yeah, and the, but again, there's just nothing. Canada's nothing. got nothing. There's nothing, and then Vermont is nothing. Like it's just mount. It's. I got back to Boston and late Saturday night. Went out with my buddies. Still <laughs> had a good still, time. Had a good time. I was still young enough. I was like, you know what? Let's let's do this. My first weekend back in Boston. So, but yeah, no, that was uh, my Ottawa story. It was it was. I don't think I've had anything as crazy as that in terms of just. <clears throat> Almost probably crashing three or four times in the middle of the mountains in a snowstorm. Don't do that. With an NHL Co- lots player. Lots of coffee. Lots of coffee. But yeah, no, that was uh, that was one of my early on minor league minor league stories of getting the player from point A to point B, whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. I think no matter what, if you're 24 or 54, I still think whatever it takes is a good mentality to have. And yes, is still the right answer. Uh, and figuring out uh, no matter how old you are, no matter if you're the president. Plus- Great story, right? It's all for yeah, the story. Yeah, it's a great story. It's a great story. It's for the story. It's a, it's a great story. Um, I think next week we're just going to remind people to listen as they're kind of driving home. 
Um, yeah, some, we, some TBTs, as, a, as they call it in the cool kids. We'll do some throwback Thursday. Yeah, and we should throw back Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and everything yeah. else. And, damn it, if you are a uh, person who wants, to, over Thanksgiving break, wants to do a little video on the side, help us out, um, please reach out. Um, DM us on, uh, through front office features. Uh, we'll respond. Uh, we'll get everything uh, over to you. Could you really use the, the help there? Oh, actually, another story. Um, this is this is this is. I went to Reebok's headquarters this week. Oh yeah, they, you told me that they're sick, right? They're, it's unbelievable. So this won't this won't be a long story. So this is just for people <laughs> out there. We've talked about getting jobs in in the industry that are necessary with teams or leagues, right? So Reebok's headquarters is in downtown Boston at the Seaport. They just moved from Canton, Massachusetts, not long ago. They have a gym. Uh, two-story gym for employees on the first floor because Reebok's all in the CrossFit is a full-on CrossFit workout area with full-time CrossFit trainers on staff for you to go use whenever you want. Upstairs is MMA training and a boxing ring and a full-on regular gym, and they pay their employees $7 for every time they work out. Really? Every they time. pay you? Every time you go work out and use the gym, you get $7. So it's an incentive to stay healthy and stay fit because that's like their whole thing. And then the other cool part was they have every mold of every athlete's foot that they've done to make the custom shoes for. So, like, they have Shaq's there. They had Allen Iverson, awesome. Venus Williams. It's, Shaq was, like, 20, size 22. Oh, my God. They had Yao Ming. Um, and they also then, in, with his new headquarters, they installed uh, <clears throat> this prototype lab downstairs for when the designers upstairs come up with this idea, they can run right down and have someone build it that day versus having to ship it all the way to China, wait for it to come back just from an efficiency standpoint. But uh, wow, it was, it cool. was a really, really cool place. Um, but it's just another one of those things in sports for on the brand side, it doesn't always have to be working for a team or a league, right? You can still work in the industry in a really cool place um, and do some cool shit, but uh, at a place like Reebok. So that's awesome. It's funny. That's Boston, awesome. Boston's Boston has Reebok, New Balance, Saucony, and Converse headquartered. That's pretty cool. Converse is owned by Nike, right? Yes, and Reebok's owned by Adidas now. That's right. That's right. So, yeah, that was my uh, my shoe story. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Do you get any shoes? Uh, he's gonna. He, they had to get my. They have to get my size. I wear a size thirteen. So he's like, oh, whoa. But he's he, he the general manager of Reebok North America is going to be getting me my shoes. Yeah, I'm a fourteen. So I know your pain. You're four. Jeez. Yeah, I always had to go to the special store. When I was a kid, to get cleats because they don't just they didn't sell them at the retail stores like Foot Locker's. I always had to go to this special store. Do you remember East Bay catalogs? I do remember East Bay catalogs. I still get them, and when I buy shoes, I swear to God, most of them are from EastBay.com. Really? Yeah. They. Uh, I, I just like bought a pair of basketball shoes. And, even uh, dress shoes. I've, it's a pain in the ass for me to get dress shoes. I never can find like a good dress shoe that's like <clears throat> size thirteen. Yeah, I was the uh, goofiest guy. Uh, like age twelve, I was a size. 13 or 14. Yeah, I, was I know five, I was at age 13, a size 14 foot, and I was like 5'10". I was always the same like age as my shoe size, shoe. right? So if I was a 9, I wore, it was weird. I was like, my yeah. just had big feet. Thanks actor age, my, a, actor yeah. age, yeah. not your shoe size, but uh, they, they equal. <clears throat> well, my friend, I will see you tomorrow. I will see you tomorrow at MGM. MGM uh, Music Hall Groundbreaking, which groundbreaking. is very exciting. So when we announce this, it'll actually be the day. So if you're not, go out and... Uh, Go out. We'll say hi if you're at the at, at MGM. So I'll see you tomorrow, and then uh, I won't see you. So have a 
Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, the next time we'll do one of these is probably the week after Thanksgiving, right? Uh, yep, probably. So happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Stay safe, travels. See you on the other side. Uh, drive fast, take chances. Later. See you.